Hey, Hardies, I'm Casey. And I'm Cammy. Welcome to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Edify Films, where you can get fabulous When Calls the Heart merchandise, like my hat. And you can also get a fun When Calls the Heart game from our friends at the Bundle Game. Be sure to use discount code Hardy's Hotline for 10% off. We've got a fabulous episode for you today full of laughter, tears, and heart. So take a walk with us to Hope Valley and let's dive in. Hey, Hardies! Welcome back to the Hardies Hotline Podcast, your connection to Hope Valley. Cammie and I are so excited to continue our week of fun because yesterday we talked to Pascal Hine, and today we are talking to our brand new friend, Deidre Behar. Hi, Deidre! Hi, Queens! How are you? Hey! <laughs> thanks so much for coming yes. on! This is such a thrill. This is such a thrill to have you on. Thank you so much. No, truly, I am grateful. As I told you before, I am a huge fan of the both of you ladies. I'm a huge fan of this podcast. And I love that we share the same mutual obsession with When Calls the Heart. So thank you. No, no, obsession would be unhealthy. (laughs) This is we share the same passion. <laughs> we can go with passion. <laughs> wink, and, wink. Uh, yeah, wink, wink. And Hardy's, in case you aren't familiar, which you all should be familiar with Deidre, she is an entertainment tonight journalist, and she has been covering When Calls the Heart since season five. She brings us all the fantastic interviews and the articles and um she hosted last year's when calls her season seven celebration which was hysterical and hilarious and (laughs) we're just so excited to just geek out about when calls the heart and we thought we would flip the tables this time because Deidre always asks the questions but now she's going to give the answers (laughs) I'm a little nervous I'm a little nervous You know what? I think the questions will be easy, hopefully. Okay. All we have to do all we have to do is reference that interview with Daniel Lissing and you'll be fine. Oh wow. Which which one? The because I've done the one with Daniel Lissing at this. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. the one the one where you talked about would you be interested in doing a guest appearance? Oh because you actually mentioned my question to him. I went, oh, that's my question. <laughs> that was from you. Yeah, the one where the one where you said, one of the fans said, what if you were to appear to her in a dream and kind of give your blessing that she move on? I went, that's mine. Wow. Cammy, A plus journalism from you on submitting Thank that you. question. It was such a great, thoughtful question. And, and you know, he obviously was so warm and receptive to the idea. We're going to keep our fingers crossed and hope maybe down the line. Just personally, I'd love to see Dan maybe opposite Aaron in some form of a Hallmark project, maybe even something completely different from When Calls the Heart. I just think the two of them on screen together, they have so much chemistry. And so seeing them work together again, maybe down the line, Oh, I would love it. Oh, I have, I have never seen, I still remember going to watch Wonder Woman with my husband when it first came out. And it was right after I found One Calls the Heart. And the whole movie, I feel so terrible saying this, but the whole movie, I'm just like, they don't have as much chemistry as the stars of One Calls the Heart. I'm kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> In Wonder Woman. <laughs> you know, I, I, 
Um, I am a huge Gal Gadot fan. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. And similarly, I'm a huge Aaron Krako fan. Huge. Yeah. Um, I think Aaron just has such a magical quality about her where, you know, I haven't seen her uh, acting opposite of a paper bag, but I truly feel like she could bring even personality or emotion out of a paper bag. Yes. Um, so look, I, I'm really excited. She has another movie coming out on mm-hmm. Hallmark later this month with mm-hmm. Tyler Hines. And- oh, that's going to be dynamic. Yes, the Heinies <laughs> are already eating it up. The Heinies right. are all getting together like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to see that. But, you know, I, I love to support past members of When Calls the Heart family, yeah. current members of the When Calls the Heart family. I think everyone, you know, there, there's space for everybody and, um, and, and supporting that family in whatever way, you know, the, the future continues to unfold. Well, and Dan could look at a piece of wood like it was the love of his life. So yeah. <laughs> he's very talented as well. He really yes. is. He's such, a, such a nice guy. Yeah, that's what we've heard. That's mm-hmm. so that's we love hearing about that kind of thing because that's all we hear is that he's such a nice guy and he's fantastic and we love to praise his work. So it's true. It's true. I I I think I interviewed him not long after I got married. And I think I just kind of made like a, a random comment about how coffee obsessed I am. I love coffee. And the next time I saw him, when he came to ET to do another interview with me, he brought me some coffee beans um, that he was really passionate about the blend. And he thought that my husband and I would love to try it. And I just, I just find the people on when calls the heart, whether it's someone like Dan, who's no longer on the show or the current cast, they're just thoughtful through and through. Mm. They're really kind, so sweet. caring, sweet individuals. Um, oh, and so, goodness. yeah, I, I was like, Dan, I'm, you're here to do like me the favor. Why are you bringing me the gift? And, <laughs> no, you just got married. I wanted to send you off with a little something. I was like, wow, that is just so, so, so sweet and, and very, very thoughtful. That is so sweet. It is. Yeah. And what a great <laughs> gift too. I mean, coffee. That's my jam too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a great blend. It was a Hawaiian blend, um, like Hawaiian, oh, like Kona coffee, and nice. um, and and yeah, I, I I still have a little bit left of it, but my husband and I were like devouring it for months on end um, when he first gave it to me. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. Well, speaking of you being newly married, you were married right before the pandemic, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure that was really kind of crazy. Your first year of marriage and the pandemic. How have you been doing during that t- during this time? I mean, we're still kind of at home. Yes. Um, let us know. How, how are you doing? Well, first of all, thank you for asking. Um, I, it's been a, a very unprecedented year. I am so grateful for my health, for my loved ones. Thank goodness nobody in my life has been sick or compromised, but I, I know that so many people have been affected by these, you know, horrible, horrible ramifications of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So my heart is forever indebted to the frontline workers, the essential workers, um, the, the doctors, the nurses, I mean, truly just the greatest, greatest, most heroic people uh, on our planet. Um, married life has been amazing. So we got married in October, 2019 in Maui, and it was <sighs> magical and wonderful. And we, we decided because we, we spent about a week in Maui kind of like leading up to the wedding mm-hmm. so we wouldn't feel rushed and pressured. We like kind of eased into it. Um, Very wise. Yes. <laughs> it was, it, I didn't want to step off the plane on Friday and then like, you know, be in wedding mode the next day. We wanted to just kind of get there, enjoy it, meet with mm-hmm. each other, enjoy quality time. 
And that was a wonderful decision. What I wish I would have done is I wish I would have gone on a, on a honeymoon, uh, like immediately following the wedding. We decided because we had already spent so much and we were just in paradise for a week in Hawaii. We were like, let's just save a little more. We can postpone the honeymoon. Like we'll, we'll do it in like maybe April, May. We have dreams Mm -hmm. of, of going to Europe together, my husband and I. Um, and sure enough, March 13th, 2020 was the last day that I was in the office. They told us go home. We're going to try to work from home for the next two weeks. We'll see what's going to happen as, you know, these world events kind of unfold Mm -hmm. and March 13th, 2021 is coming up in just a few short weeks. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's been, married life has been amazing despite the fact that we haven't, you know, you know, we haven't had the social life that we, you know, once knew. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't care. I'm grateful that my husband's healthy. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. And, you know, I, for so many years, I don't think a lot of people know this. I used to work at night. So I used to work <gasps> oh. 3 p.m. to midnight. Oh and my, my husband, uh, he has normal work hours, you know, mm-hmm. the traditional nine to five. So mm-hmm. we were kind of like ships passing in the night for many, many years. Oh. Um, and so having this quality time together where even though he's working and, and I'm working, you know, during the day, even mm-hmm. at home, we don't, it's not like we're having chit chat. Right. <laughs> right. We are able to eat meals together. We watch a lot of our shows together. We're able to go on walks around our neighborhood together. So that's been kind of the, the, the beautiful blessing and silver lining in all of this is that all the time that we missed out on while we, while we were chasing our careers, while we were dating, um, I now feel like we got a little bit of a little bit of that back, and I'm really grateful for that. And all I have to tell you is that I do know I married the right person. Quarantine <laughs> can either make or break a relationship. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> I've heard stories from a lot of my friends, people who are you know. Can you imagine if you had just started kind of like newly living with someone or newly oh gosh, someone, and then you find yeah. out, guys you got to live together 24 seven quarantined. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that my husband's the kindest, most, you know, caring, selfless person on the planet. And we live in a very small apartment, but we have, you know, staked out our areas mm-hmm. and, uh, and everything <laughs> is wonderful. How are you guys doing? Well, that, first of all, that is fantastic. And I feel you on so many of those levels because, um, for my 30th birthday in May, we were going to go to Europe, but obviously that didn't happen. So (laughs) another canceled Europe trip. And oddly enough, a lot of people I know, or like that I follow influencers or just like authors or stuff. A lot of people were planning to travel to Europe in 2020, um, which is kind of (laughs) funny to me. So there's all of these, you know, these mornings of our vacations, but, um, but then at the same time, like you said, like the quality time that I've been able to spend with my husband and my daughters and just like the, the weather was beautiful. So sure. We didn't go to the beach or we didn't go to the park or anything, but we played in the backyard and they're so little, they don't care. It was great. You know? Yeah. So yeah. And then back and you just really like value, mm -hmm. not that I did it before. I think it's just really heightened right now. Yes. Um, we never took walks before it was kind of just like, wake up, go to work. You know, sometimes, you know, I work seven to 4 PM and then you're on a red carpet and then you gotta get home and prep for something. Now it's, there's, there's no more of the outside stuff. There's no more, I was, you know, I would have loved to have hosted another, um, Hardy's season eight of one calls the heart, you know, premiere panel, something like that. We're not doing live events, at least mm-hmm. not right now. So yeah. my workday is a little more traditional than it's been in the past. And 
you know, around 4.30 or five o'clock, my husband and I will, you know, just take a nice walk and enjoy the trees and the nature and kind of just like slow down. Cause for such a long time, I feel like we were going at a hundred miles an hour, especially mm-hmm. planning a wedding, which was like a full-time job, mm-hmm. yeah. both having full-time jobs. So yeah. we cook dinner. We sometimes exercise together. Um, it's, it's just been really, really magical and nice. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. I, I can't say it's been entirely magical. (laughs) I've, uh, I've learned a thing or two. I can definitely say that. What have you learned? Well, I've learned that a two-year-old boy is crazy when you can't (laughs) take him anywhere. (laughs) I know parents truly get all the love and respect from me, especially if you're homeschooling. If you've become not only mom and wife, you're now teacher, you're professional cook, you're, you're cleaning, you're literally wearing so many hats. So, and literally, I love your hat. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all my respect and love truly for all the hard work that you put in. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Question. Does Max watch When Calls the Heart with you? You know, he didn't at first, but I think like both of you ladies know, once you tell a friend or a friend is over and you happen to have it on in the background, there is such a magical quality about the show that I start to notice Max will be like on his phone while I'm watching the show. And then I notice the phone goes away and then he's all of a sudden asking me questions. And he's all of a sudden saying, well, I think Nathan is really strong for this reason. Then a Lucas scene will come up and he'll be like, wait, no, 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 this guy, he's the guy for her. And I'm like, Max, you're a full-blown hardy. (laughs) I love that. You're a full-blown hardy. And it was so wonderful when I uh, I, uh, moderated the season seven celebration panel last year. Yeah. enough to let me invite my parents and my husband, Max, uh, to come and, and observe and enjoy the event. And, you know, the cast, truly the most amazing people in the world, you know, I, I know that they've, they're there, they've got their work probably brains on mm-hmm. and I'm sitting eating dinner with Max and like Aaron Craco, the sweetest person in the world. She comes over and she goes, you're not going to introduce me to your husband. Come on. What is this? And so we start having a couple <laughs> with Aaron she, you know, just really going out of her way to uh, make my husband feel part of the experience. And same with my parents, just being so gracious and kind and warm and inviting. So I think kind of by proxy, uh, my husband, let's just say he's got February 21st on the calendar. All right. <laughs> we have a convert, people. <laughs> Not love the show. It's so fun to watch. It's easy to watch. It leaves you feeling great. And I think Max has noticed that, you know, the news is so heavy. We do watch a lot of of that for obvious reasons, but Mm -hmm. I turn on when calls the heart, you can't help, but just kind of like, ah, let out like a big sigh, relax and just smile. Yes. I'm the (laughs) giant heart eye emoji when it's on. Yes. That is so accurate. <laughs> yeah. Or you can be sitting there and, and you're trying not to smile, but you're watching and it just creeps up. You can't you can't help it. It's, mm-hmm. It comes up that's, by its own volition. It's, oh my goodness. Happened with Max. And you know, I find that he's very invested in some of my Instagram stories and I'll catch him <laughs> watching an interview every now and then. So I think I think at this point, if you asked him, he'd say, Yes, I am a proud hearty. <laughs> 
Wow. That's, that's imp- Yes. Yeah. Clapping you guys, applause. You guys, good work. job, Max. Good Did man. You your husbands? <laughs> no. <laughs> For me, my husband knows enough to be dangerous. I'll okay. put it, I'll put it there. He knows, okay. he knows the characters. He knows, the, who, he knows the team I'm on. So sometimes he'll just send me a gif of the opposite team and just be like, <laughs> I think that Elizabeth should be with this person. Oh, but look, da, 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 da. it's, it will just go on and on. Um, <laughs> I mean, now he did really appreciate the season five finale um, and just how that was carried out and everything um, because it was just so emotional um, we, I actually had to watch it twice because I think the first time I was too busy crying to notice all the details. The second time I watched it, I watched it. He was kind of in the background, but he did stop to see what was going on because I was like, oh, my goodness. Da, 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 da. He was like, wow, this is this is actually she Aaron Krako did a really, really good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, and then he'll he'll play into some of my like little fancies of like oh hey there's a quiz for when calls the heart which character are you and he's like oh fine Casey I'm gonna take the quiz who did he get <laughs> super weird because this is not like his personality at all but he got Rosemary oh <laughs> well, I, he's I, not like, I, I love her too but she yeah. he is not like Rosemary that is not at him all. at all <laughs> Okay, so he doesn't walk into a room smiling and dancing and <laughs> roaring with laughter. <laughs> no. no. Wow. Maybe retake the quiz. See yeah. what he gets on the on the second try. Yeah. But the funny <laughs> thing is, I got Lee. So I don't know. Maybe my our I phones. Mean, I guess I, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. I thought that my husband was more like a Carson or. A Lee kind of mix. That would make sense. Maybe with a little bit of Bill, but like <laughs> definitely not Rosemary. <laughs> so he has like no musical theater background. Oh, mercy, no. <laughs> oh, okay, then I think you got to have him retake the test. I really do. I really do. <laughs> yeah. It just tickled me because I mean, I got Lee. She, he, she, he got Rosemary. It should be the opposite, but whatever. It was fun. That's our, that's our kind of wing calls the heart little banter at home. I love it. I love it. As long as he knows who the key players are and he, you know, uh, appreciate what's going on, how the plot is evolving. That's all he's got to know. Yeah, exactly. Basically the same thing with my husband. He knows enough to be dangerous and enough to make fun of me. Um, when, when Jack proposed to Elizabeth, I said, please, will you come and watch this episode with me? Please come and watch it. And then after about 15 minutes, I'm like, go away. You're you're saying, you're saying too many mean things. Go away. He's a commenter. He comments on every single thing. I'm like, I can't enjoy this anymore. Go away. Especially that episode. It was lawless and truly, I I thought it was one of the most beautiful scenes I've seen certainly in recent years on television. Amen. The Mm. cast always tips their hat to their set decoration team for just blowing it out of the water whenever Mm -hmm. it comes to a wedding, a proposal, a Christmas event, you know, anything that requires a lot of decoration and ornate detail. And I, oh my gosh, when Jack proposed to Elizabeth, my jaw was just like the whole time. Yeah. When that happened? No, I wasn't. 
I think I probably said, Max, take notes. I'd like an engagement like that. <laughs> and I said, we need to go back in time so you can propose to me like that. <laughs> Vow renewal, anniversary. There's always another one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But my husband was the one who encouraged me to start a blog. And he was the one who encouraged me to start the podcast. So he knows how much it makes me so happy. He knows how happy it makes me and he encourages me in that. So for that, I'm very, very grateful. And he's a wonderful husband. He bought me the season one through seven uh, collector's edition of the DVDs for Christmas. And he let me open it in October. (laughs) What's his name? Will. Will, you are a good man. You are a great gift giver. Just don't watch it with me. <laughs> hey, I think but yeah. that, can healthy. that can also be very healthy. You know, Max and yeah. I certainly do not do everything together. He is an avid golfer, and that is not something oh. that I dabble in. Um, and, and I have, you know, my hobbies that I like to do that don't really involve him. I have my shows, he has his shows, and then we mm-hmm. have shows we watch together. So mm-hmm. if you want One Calls the Heart to be your solo cami time, I'm fully on board with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it, it kind of has to be. <laughs> well, speaking of hobbies, have you picked up any hobbies during quarantine? You know, I always loved baking and I did it a lot more when I was younger, when I had more free time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as I kind of mentioned before, like, you know, my, my career just eats up all my hours and I'm not complaining. I absolutely love what I do for a living. It just kind of mm-hmm. put a few things on the back burner. And one of those sure. things was baking, um, especially the time that it, it requires the dough's got to chill. We've got to put it in the oven, take it out. Then I want to do another layer. You know, it's like, before you know it, it's been like three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So having this extra time in quarantine, um, call me basic, but like, I really worked on my banana bread and I, nice. my husband doesn't lie. He's very straight up. Like this one, eh, I don't think we quite mastered it. Or this one, Deidre, you crushed it. This is out of the park, phenomenal good. And, um, and I live for those moments. Yeah. So uh-huh. I tried so many recipes cause you know, everyone was hot on the banana bread bandwagon. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm on a mission. I've got to find the best one possible. And I found this recipe that called for a secret ingredient. It was secret to me. I did not know that people necessarily included this, but I, I will tell you ladies, mm-hmm. it's sour cream. There oh, is yep. some, okay. I so do it in know. every recipe. Wow, what a game changer sour cream is. The quality yep. that it gave to my banana bread, it was it's amazing. It was the softest, most pillowy, delectable banana bread ever. And again, Max and I are a little different. I like all the crunch. I like a walnut, I like a pecan, I like a variety of chocolate chips and he's like just give me straight up banana bread. So I kind of do a little halvesy down the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, that's one of the ones I, I'm really really proud of. Uh, what's another thing that I, I mean, I'm a huge exerciser, uh, a big advocate of, of dancing, moving, breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. It's something for me. That's not just physical. It's very much mental. And mm-hmm. at the end of a, a long day, I just love listening to loud music and doing my little dance cardio routines. I used to be a dancer <laughs> when I was younger. Um, oh, fun. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's therapeutic for me. And it's kind of like the one hour where I know I'm involved in a class. So I'm not going to be looking at my phone. I'm not going to be texting. I'm not going to be looking at email. 
um, that's kind of the one Deidre hour that I try to give myself uh, th three to six times a week. Um, I, and I, I really got into hiking. Um, here in Los Angeles, there are so many beautiful trails and it was one of it is one of the um, most COVID friendly activities that you can do. You can do it safely mm -hmm. outdoors away from others. And so um, the, the only other person in my quarantine pod other than my husband is my sister. She and I are very, very close. And she was like, I feel like I need to get out. I've been in my apartment for like six days. Let's go try to do something outdoorsy. And we have found trails all over the city that have just been spectacular. Oh. Views of the city, views of the ocean. Um, I, I don't care how far I have to drive or how ridiculous the parking situation is, usually things that would irritate me. Um, yeah. I'm just so grateful to move, to get out in nature, to breathe, to have the cold air. Like it, it really, that has also been a, a huge thing that I've I've done a lot of over the last, what is it, 10 months? 10 months we've been yeah. Yeah, <laughs> going on 11. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Better days ahead. Yes. I love that. I love that there's like outdoor activities and lots of trails and stuff to go to. That just sounds so much fun. It's not what you think of when you think of Los Angeles. For anybody listening to the podcast, we're also on Zoom and Casey has this beautiful naturey backdrop behind her. Um, we've got lots of trees. We've got a lake. It feels very Hope Valley, to be completely honest. It is um, actually from Hallmark Channel's Hope Valley uh, screensaver things. Oh, yep. Okay. So you've got some official Zoom backdrops going mm -hmm. on. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like what these trails are that I'm doing. And if you ladies ever come to LA, I'm happy to give you all the tips and tricks. Um, you know, there, there's harder ones with steeper inclines. Um, there's ones with an ocean view. There's the mountain view, the city view. I don't really even care at this point. It's just kind of like, I text my sister, what are you feeling like today? And uh, <laughs> we'll draw, we'll get a coffee, we'll drive and we'll go and, and we hike in our masks. And it's just truly, um, it, it's so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It feels mm. so great. I really love it. I love living in LA because it, it's a pretty active place. People are, oh my gosh, I need to buy rollerblades. That's the one thing that I'm still holding out hope for, that I'm going to buy some freaking rollerblades and I'm going to figure it out because I haven't done it, I think, since maybe I was 10 years old and yeah. had like a, a roller rink birthday party. That's the next form of exercise that I'm going to get into. <laughs> you know, I was actually looking at my office window at home and I saw a couple of people rollerblading down the street and I was Love like, it. I have not Four seen months. this. Yeah. What could be more fun? Totally. I wanted to do it with some girlfriends before I got married. And my friends were like, we can't, we can't let you break your arm or break your leg. This <laughs> is true. Your wedding. So I was no. like, okay. okay. I was like, summer 2020, it's on. We're going to get rollerblades. And then jokes on me. No, nothing happened no. really last summer, but um, maybe my sister will go rollerblading with me. So yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So one thing I would like to know, um, I actually studied English in college and you're a journalist. So I would love to know your journey into journalism. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I'll give you the, the abridged version. Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I'm born and, and raised in a small city outside of, of the LA area in a suburban community. It's called Westlake Village, Thousand Oaks. And kind of growing up in the on the peripheral of Los Angeles, I just, I was entranced with everything. I've always loved music, movies, fashion, sports, anything with media, I was always fascinated by. And so I was lucky enough when I was uh, 
six years old, I went to the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Um, my dad was working on something that he was like, you know what, if I'm, if I'm going to be working on the Olympics in some capacity, maybe we can make a little family vacation out of it. Mm-hmm. So CNN is headquartered in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we got to go to the, to the news bureau. And I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been back to Atlanta since, but they had like a little pop-up shop for the tourists where you could, I think it was like pay 20 bucks and they'd give you a sportscaster or a newscaster coat and you'd sit at like a mock desk and they would give you copy to read on the teleprompter. My dad was like, this is kind of funny. Like, do do you want to do it? My mom was like, no, do it with Deidre. And so my dad was like, Deidre, do you want to do this? And I said, yeah. And so I was six (laughs) or seven, whatever it was. And they put me in a sports coat that was like triple XL, did not fit me. And I was like, what was I? I was in first or second grade. And I was like, I'm going to do my best to read this news copy. Cause it was like, it was talking about the summer Olympics. So it was a fake news report about the synchronized swimming and what the events of the day were. And they were giving really hard words, but, and we don't have the tape anymore, but my parents remember saying, you lit up in that moment. You looked like you were having the most fun being on a news set, reading the teleprompter in that environment. And, you know, when you're seven, you have so many interests, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to be a million things under the sun. And my parents, I'm very grateful. My parents always supported me in whatever I wanted to do or whatever hobbies I had, but that experience in Atlanta kind of, I don't know, it, it never quite left. And so as I got a little older, I started working for the high school newspaper and I was like, as much as I loved my high school and writing about current events or what was going on around the school, I was like, I would want to read about music or movies or fashion. So I just started contributing and pitching my own ideas about, I remember Desperate Housewives was coming out, the the television Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, can I write a story about Desperate Housewives? Like, I love the actresses that are on the show. It's a fun, dishy show. And so I just remember that's like one example um, of kind of really learning about pop culture and how to translate it into new quote unquote news coverage. Mm -hmm. And so then when it was time to go to college, I really knew this was what I wanted to do and focus on. And I decided, okay, I'm going to hopefully stay in Los Angeles for college so I could put myself in a position where I could maybe go cover a red carpet, or maybe I could go interview someone who is influential. Mm -hmm. And so I I went to college in Los Angeles at Loyola Marymount University. And uh, I took an internship the first summer, the summer going into my second year of school, And I wasn't doing a whole lot of entertainment news. I was at Fox and it was very um, agricultural story or a business Mm. story. And I remember saying to my mom, like, I just don't think this is it. I don't know if, if this is really where my passion lies. And she's like, no, there's no quitting in this family. You ride it out, you stick it out. And I completely agreed. I was like, I'm for sure going to stick it out. Hopefully I'll grow a little fonder of what it is Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And literally like magic, I go to my internship the next day. I'm minding my own business in the middle of the newsroom and a, a producer who was from the entertainment unit that I didn't know existed. I, was, I wasn't I was hired to be like an entertainment intern. I was pretty much just like a general intern. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this producer from the entertainment unit comes out to the main floor where we're all sitting and goes, does anyone here like Hillary Duff? Does anyone <gasps> here know about Hillary Duff? Oh, and I, my ears perk up and I'm like, I love Hillary Duff. I'm a huge fan of Hillary Duff. And he goes, great. 
I need you in the news van. You're going to interview her in an hour. She's, it was a, a charity event that she was doing where she was putting food and, and supplies into, a, into backpacks mm-hmm. and then passing them out at a local um, elementary school. Oh, wow. I said, I love it. I love that she's philanthropic. I love Hillary mm-hmm. Duff. I was like, I've never interviewed someone. Are you sure you want to? I bet your jaw is going, oh. Yeah. And was, you were a child of the 90s, correct? Yes. So yes. like Lizzie McGuire, I mean. <laughs> I mean I, huge, huge fan. But I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to interview somebody. I've never spoken to a celebrity. He was like, mm-hmm. you're going to be great. You're going to be wonderful. If you're a fan, you've got it in the back. I was like, okay. So my knees are wobbling. uh, My voice is shaking. I went to the event and I am so grateful to Hillary Duff to this day. She and I are, she's a a little bit older than me, but uh, she was just so warm and friendly. And I think she could tell that I was around her age. And I don't know, she seemed delighted to see uh, someone interviewing her who was a a woman who was her age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember I was nervous, but I had so much fun talking to her. You know, why did, why does this cause mean so much to you? What can we expect from you coming up? You're a huge influence in my life. What does it mean to be a great role model? Just like all these, you know, questions that I was asking her and we had such a lovely conversation. I went back to the office that day and I was like, oh my God, this is the best internship ever. (laughs) You know, that's why like whenever I get a lot of questions about, you know, aspiring journalists, they Mm want to start. They don't really like the opportunity that they've been given. Should I take it? I say, yes, always say yes. Because if I had quit that internship um, because I didn't think that it was a fit for me or I didn't feel like it was in line with, you know, what I was aiming towards, I would have never had that chance to talk to Hillary Duff. And then it turned into not only the best summer ever, I loved that internship so much. I came back the summer after and the following summer after because I was just, they, the entertainment department, I, which I then realized existed in the back of the yeah. office, right. I formed a very close relationship with those producers. They taught me so much about the importance of, you know, not, you are not just an on-camera presence. And I, and I wasn't, I was an intern, but mm-hmm. you know, if you have goals of being a broadcast journalist, you really need to understand the back end of it all. Are you mm-hmm. writing your own scripts? Are you researching your, your subjects? Are you writing your own questions? Like, all of these things that go into making a shoot happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I learned so much and I got to cover the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, movie premiere and I got to go to my first press junket. Um, I got to interview Oprah, which was absolutely mind blowing. And so I, I (laughs) I knew in college, I was like, this is absolutely where I need to be. And I just got to figure out how to stay persistent with it, grow, Mm. learn, work on your skills. We are always a work in progress. I watch back all my footage. I cringe. I go, wow, I could have done this better. You know, you always have to be um, upping your game because I truly believe all the greats will will tell you that. Barbara Walters will probably tell Mm -hmm. you that. Diane Sawyer will tell you that. You are always learning um, Mm -hmm. and and working on improving your skills. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I finished college. I accepted a few freelance jobs. I got approached to work on a Google-funded YouTube channel. That was my first full-time on-camera role where I was, again, writing everything, produce, producing everything, pitching everything. I did that for about three years. And then the ET opportunity presented itself. And I was like, you know, I, I pinch myself every single day. I find that ET is um, the most incredible company I- intrinsically and, and what you see on the outside as well. I've met some incredible friends. I've learned a lot 
And, uh, and I feel so grateful to, to have the position that I'm in and to, to talk to lovely ladies like you and, uh, and, and wonderful celebrities about, you know, making their art and what went into it. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very long-winded. No, 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 no. fantastic. No, no we, we love that answer. Oh, good. <laughs> I would I, say that's it. We're done, except we need more when calls the heart details. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But I, I just have to say, I mean, we, so Cammie and I, we do the Hardy's hotline podcast. We've also done deliver me a podcast that covers signed still delivered another home, uh, another Hallmark show. Um, and everybody we've talked to who's had that journey, they've said, you know, say yes, mm-hmm. stick to it. And I mean, I, I, I just want to say it to the Hardys that are listening. I mean, this is just another story of like, just say yes and go for your passions and um, don't be afraid to make the mistakes and all of that. Because I mean, for me and Cammy, it's like, we formed a friendship and that, if that's what comes out of this. Like, yeah, that's fantastic. If, it, if it's your dream job, that's, that's fantastic too. So say yes. And you remind me so much of like Brian Bird's story because we interviewed him early on and he yeah. was giving us this whole sh- like uh, a sermon (laughs) (laughs) just going for the call and his journey into the entertainment industry so I mean I am just so inspired right now oh you know I just I find that sometimes those breakthrough moments are right on the other end Mm. of a moment where you might feel like I'm going through something that's a little difficult a little challenging um god it just it triggered my memory because I brought up the Oprah story yeah I was, I was last on the carpet to interview her. They, they gave me, you know, when you, when you step onto a red carpet, your spots, the press spots are marked. Mm -hmm. So you'll have your big guys up at the front. You'll have your smaller, you know, maybe blogs or, or um, whatever it may be kind of towards the end. Mm -hmm. And you just, it's at the discretion of the, the, whoever's putting on the event, whether it's a studio or a publicity firm. And so that day I happened to be the last reporter on the carpet. It was when it was when Oprah was launching own the own network. Oh, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm sure Oprah is going to stop and talk to the young girl at the end of the carpet. I was like, I, you know, I had kind of just put myself in that headspace of like, well, this is a bust. Um, and I just, you know, I I just tell myself smile. It's going to be okay. See what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Oprah not only gave every single reporter on that carpet the time of day, she literally, by the time she got to me, she goes, I think I got to go into the party. Why don't you walk with me? She grabs my hand. So she takes me off the carpet. And so I started interviewing her one by one as she and I are walking side by side. It was about a, I don't know, two minute walk from the red carpet into the tent where her party was. Mm-hmm. And I never, ever forgot what an unbelievable, that night, which, which started as like, oh, did I waste my time driving two hours to get here? Am I even going to see Oprah? It turned into walk with me. And I got to interview her and have a moment with her while we were walking into this event together. Mm-hmm. And I only say that just to, you know, remind people that even if you have sort of a negative attitude about something, or if you don't think it's going to have a, a positive uh, outcome, mm. just stick with it. You never know when those unbelievable breakthrough moments are about to happen. Yeah. How special. <laughs> that is just so special, especially she's a, hero. she's a hero in terms yeah. of 
interviewers and and television personalities, uh, Oprah reigns supreme. At least for me, she does. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that that was a pretty unbelievable night. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, when calls the heart. Let's get into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so first of all, how did you find it? Um, I found when calls the heart in. Was it 2017? I, I'm friendly with the team over at Hallmark. I've covered some of their films before and, and uh-huh. some of their talent. And uh, a friend of mine who works there was like, you know, we have this top rated show that fans can't seem to get enough of. You should check it out. And I said, all right, I'm happy to check anything out. Anything, especially with a fan base. I love a dedicated fan base. Um, I think that's why superhero movies and that whole genre is so passionate. You know, those fans are so invested. So right. when when my friend at Hallmark was telling me, you should really give this show When Calls the Heart a shot. I said, okay, I'm down. And I, I watched it and very quickly I could see, I totally get it. This is why people are so obsessed. <laughs> and I said, let me, let me see how our audience at ET responds to it. Mm. So gosh, I don't even remember what my first story was, but I remember analyzing the data and seeing that so many fans were so invested mm. um, in this storyline in these characters. And I said to ET and I said to Hallmark, I would really love to be involved. I would love to have a heavier hand or, or a larger presence in covering the show with running a clip or writing up what happened in an episode and then maybe interviewing the cast to talk about what happened in that episode. And season five was a really big season. It was Elizabeth and Jack's wedding. So mm, there was a mm. lot for me as a journalist to play with. And I remember I... I got to interview Daniel Lissing after the wedding episode aired. Right. And just hearing all those behind the scenes stories. I mean, when he told me that he and Aaron chose to handwrite the vows <sighs> that, they, that their characters recited to one another, I, I melted into a puddle of like just love and mush. And I love the behind the scenes and the making of a television show. And so to have mm-hmm. a cast like the cast of One Calls the Heart who are truly just the most gracious and, and giving human beings. Um, they were providing me such amazing access to the show and allowing me to ask questions and really dive deep and, and learn about what's to come, what really happened in that scene. And, you know, Aaron, was your phone stashed in the desk? Like little things like that. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan, I'm a hearty, and I just happen to be a journalist. So I try to approach everything as a fan would. And, um, mm-hmm. And I have a lot of fun with it. So after seeing how much our audience responds to When Calls the Heart content, I was like, we got to make this a permanent thing. So now here I am about to start covering season eight, uh, which I can't believe how how quickly time has flown. I it's know. Just, it's been such an, an incredible part of my career. Really, I love being so entrenched in When Calls the Heart. And we love you for it. We love you for it. I love you guys. I mean, anytime you tease that something's coming, I'm like, okay, this is Pacific time. I'm in Central time. She messages messages me. She's like, Cammy, it's coming. What? What? Here's the article right now. I have to tell you, nothing makes me happier. Mm -hmm. I love how many sweet, kind, friendly hearties I have become digitally friends with as a result of this show it could yeah. be something like here's a new photo or there's a clip or did you see the new trailer 
And I love that we're all now like part of this digital network where we can talk and trade opinions and what do you think is going to happen? I mean, it really is a community. Mm -hmm, Uh, I I truly hope that when calls the heart goes on till at least season 75. (laughs) Perfect. That's a good number. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, It's so successful. uh, And I think the actors really love being a part of it. I'm hopeful that they go for a really long time because I I love this community of hearties. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah, I it love It doesn't my- show signs of stopping. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I'll remember where you're never allowed to stop. <laughs> <laughs> always there, always write those stories for us. And right? I Yeah. And I think I don't remember which interview it was because I watch I, I watch all of them. I'm a hardy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Pascal joked about rolling cabin in a wheelchair or something like that. Like Oh yes, yes. yes. Well into their 80s or 90s. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long it's got. <laughs> last. <laughs> yes, 100%. I mean, I feel like the the actor's passion for the show, it just shines and it comes mm-hmm. through in everything they do, whether it's their performances or if it's a silly Instagram live or in interview, you can just tell uh that they're so invested in the art that they yes. are creating and I remember interviewing Pascal right after the storyline aired of um Lee and Rosemary trying to start a family and, and Rosemary being really tough on herself, feeling like it's me and I can't get pregnant. Um, Pascal has said that she has received so many letters from fans saying like, thank you for bringing attention to this storyline that all too many of us can relate to. Um, And I think it's wonderful that the show doesn't shy away from, you know, obviously they give us the feels and the good hearted moments that make us laugh and, and spark joy, but they also touch on things that are very real that affect mm-hmm. a lot of us. Um, yeah. and, and the response, the, the hearty response, the big fan response is, is truly a testament to their hard work and, and the incredible show that it is. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that interview. I was, I was moved to tears when she said that, mm-hmm. that there were so many people who just were so grateful and let her know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. It, it sure is. is. So do you have a favorite storyline from this past seven seasons? <laughs> I know it's so hard to pick. There's just so many good ones. Yeah. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches. It's just, it's one incredible character learning, growing and evolving after the next. I don't know about storyline. I certainly love, I'm such a sucker for a wedding. And like I kind of mentioned before, the attention to detail that they put into every wedding and how every wedding is really reflective of the couple that is mm-hmm. that is getting married. Um, I, I definitely was a pile of tears when Elizabeth and, and Jack exchanged vows. I was very similarly, very moved more recently when um, Clara and Jesse tied the knot and oh. oh my gosh, Pinterest goals. That was such a beautiful- <laughs> right? That was an unbelievable wedding. And I got to speak with uh, with Eva Bourne and with Aaron Buckles about all those tender moments as, you know, mm. as actors, they're friends and they're, they goof around and they joke. But, you know, I always like to ask, like, Aaron, was it surreal when you saw Eva walking down the aisle in the, the dress and her hair and her makeup? And I, I, I have to imagine that it is. And he, of course, you know, spoke to how beautiful she looked and what an incredible mm. actress she was on that day. Right. You know, those are emotional scenes. Yeah. So um, I, I truly love any any wedding, anything having to do with with love, with joy, with people mm. finding their person um, and living a happy <laughs> life. 
And I know Elizabeth has gone through a lot of hardship in the last couple seasons, but seeing the growth and the how much she's gained in confidence mm-hmm. over the last, you know, the whole trajectory of, of the series. Oh yeah. You know, she was dealing with a lot when she first got to Coal Valley, now Hope Valley. And she is just, she is so sophisticated and graceful and not without flaws. Erin, I think was, was the one who even said that to me that, you know, Elizabeth isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. She's learning just like all of us are, but I, I love how she does everything with ease and grace and class. So watching her journey unfold in season eight, I think is going to be unbelievably (laughs) moving and magical. Yes. We talk a lot about how she goes from a Hamilton woman to a Coal Valley woman to a Hope Valley woman. We we mention that often. And where is she in this stage? She's not quite there yet. She's better, but she's not totally there. So yeah, watching her grow and watching her evolve and adapt has just been amazing. I couldn't agree more. So speaking of the character of Elizabeth, what would you say would be your favorite character? Ooh, favorite character. Which character do you like? Yes. Uh, This is such a hard question because I know. I, Star I, in the sky. I could, you, I could give you a laundry list of reasons why I greatly admire and adore um, all of the characters. I love the hilarity of Flomo. I love the uh, humor that Rosemary brings. I love the somewhat serious boss-like qualities that um, that that Judge Avery brings mm-hmm. to the community. I love that Lucas is a guy that knows what he wants and makes no apologies. I love that Nathan is a gentleman and I love that he's uh, in a similar position to Elizabeth with uh, raising a child. Um, Gosh, I would say if I had to pick one character, I think I got to give it to Rosemary. I think she blends, (laughs) she blends everything that I love. I love a song and dance. I love theater and theatrics and Broadway. I love her fashion moments. And I, I do tip my hat to Pascal for being such an unbelievable actress. You know, I think I think Rosemary obviously has all those qualities that I just mentioned and she lights up the room and she's very yeah. vivacious, but we've also seen some tougher scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe I, I, I was pretty teary when I was watching her alone with Lee um, after his accident last season and mm, we didn't know if he yeah. was going to make it. I mean, Pascal was doing some, pretty amazing work in those scenes. She's always amazing, but particularly seeing Rosemary in a different light like that, mm-hmm. um, yes. I'm just constantly blown away and, and reminded of what a true talent she is. Um, I am hopeful that we will get our musical episode at some point. Yes, I, yes. fingers crossed. Rosemary belongs on a stage and we gotta <laughs> give her that moment to shine. So that's on, that's on my bucket list. That's a different question, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I love Rosemary. I really do. She's my girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, she, same, same. I girl crush hard on Rosemary. I mean, (laughs) woman crush Wednesday. (laughs) Rosemary. Pascal. And isn't she pretty freaking unbelievable? Oh, oh, she is incredible. Lovely. Love talking to her. We, we got off and we just both went. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
that's the impact that she that she has on people. Pascal is just so sweet and thoughtful and yeah. bubbly and lovely. She just really is such a kind human being. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we just finished covering season one on the podcast. And of course, yep. we know Rosemary comes in blazing with her red pantaloons and yeah. <laughs> So just, and we did not like her back then. Just <laughs> <laughs> to show you what what the the arc of, mm. or the trajectory of a season can do, because yeah, my goodness, what a pillar of strength she's been for Elizabeth. What an unbelievable best friend she is. Yeah, and oh. she is so committed to being um, a, a really present fixture in Baby Jack's life, mm-hmm. and she yeah. just proves time and time again what a wonderful human and neighbor. Uh, she is as Rosemary. Love yeah. Pascal in real life, and we love Rosemary on the show. Yes, yes, yes. we do. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah. All right, we do have a burning question. Who? I mean, it is something that all the Hardys are just talking about right now. We just can't seem to stop. So we're gonna we're gonna ask it here. Okay. Are you willing to share whether or not you're Team Nathan or Team Lucas? I love this question. I love (laughs) hearing from the Hardys on social media because it just brings out everyone's passion. Everyone is so passionate about their response and why they think each suitor is the better fit for Elizabeth. My answer to you is I am wholeheartedly, passionately, unequivocally Team Elizabeth. Yay! <laughs> I will always be on team Elizabeth. I just mentioned she's had some hardships to say the least mm-hmm. um, in, in past seasons. I am comfortable with Elizabeth moving forward at whatever pace she wants. I don't care how long it takes her to make a decision. I know that fans are eager to see her make a decision. And Aaron has confirmed we will see her make a decision in season yes, eight. Yes. <laughs> but I am most concerned about her well-being, about her heart, her happiness, and that of her son, of baby Jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, d- death and loss is a very tricky, horrible thing. And it, it affects is. people very differently. And I know Elizabeth is a fictional character, but I still, you know, I like to talk about her as though she's real. <laughs> I, I just think she's she's the epitome of a woman I admire. She's hardworking in her career. She's a dedicated neighbor and friend. She's an unbelievable mother and she has gone through a a horrible traumatizing experience. So whenever she's ready and excited to jump into a new relationship, I'll support it, whoever it is. Mm -hmm. I think both men are unbelievable. Really, I do. I, I couldn't. I couldn't sit here and make arguments for both of them. I kind of already did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I love Lucas's. I like you, and I'm not here to play games. That's how my husband was. He was mm-hmm. like, "I'm not here to play games. There's no hard to get. I like you. Can we try to, you know, would like let's start dating. Let's see if this works." My husband is very much Lucas in that capacity. But I've also in the past I've liked guys like like Nathan who are sweet and respectful and. I don't know. I'm a little awkward. I I relate to Nathan in that way where sometimes you get a little <laughs> tongue tied and it's, it's all coming from a good place. They're, they're both men are, are just so wonderful. And I, I love how they've had their different courtship styles. And ultimately it's going to come down to what's a better fit for Elizabeth in her life. I am truly so excited to see who she picks. Do you guys have a hunch or do you have a preference? Are either of you, 
outwardly team Nathan or team Lucas? <laughs> Do we admit this? <laughs> okay, so after season five, I was like, oh, you know, my she heart was is broken, broken <laughs> etc. And then they said, we're introducing two new guys. One's a Mountie, one's a saloon owner. And I was like, and then they said Kevin McGarry and Chris McNally. And I was like, well, you can't go wrong with either of those. I know if she's going to make a choice. I mean, she's she's got some good good looking men here. Um, But I at first was team Lucas just because I was like, no, not another Mountie. Mm -hmm. But then Kevin McGarry graced my screen and I was like, Hmm. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, I see you. I see you, Nathan. And now I'm just I it must be the red surge. I don't know. <laughs> must be. It's it's definitely something that we know Elizabeth has liked in the past. Yes. It's um, very eye-catching. Yes, it's very striking. Um, I asked Kevin McGarry about it every time I, I get to see, I obviously haven't seen him in person in a minute, but mm-hmm. uh, when we do in-person interviews, especially on the set where he's usually wearing the wardrobe, um, yes. he'll give me the official terminology just so I actually know what goes into it. And also um, when I covered When Hope Calls, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. RJ Hatanaka, who mm-hmm. was the Mountie on When Hope Calls, yes. uh, he also filled me in on the official language that uh, describes the out the uh, the outfit the uh, the uniform. Sorry, I'm such a fashion wow. person. Um, <laughs> the uniform, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely we we know that the love is there. Like Elizabeth has loved a Mountie very much mm-hmm. in the past. It's yeah. just going to be, you know, is she worried about possibly losing him the same way? Yeah, that she lost Jack, and that's a question I've asked the cast, and, mm-hmm. and they, they've all answered it, you know, very gracefully. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what she what she thinks and where her heart is at. Cammy, yeah. where where do you where do you stand? Well, for most of season six and seven, I was right in the middle. I could not make a choice. I said Nathan is is such a gentleman like you said and he's kind of the strong silent type lucas is making all of these grand gestures which i'm also a huge fan of you know? <laughs> and so i just went oh my gosh who is she gonna pick because this is going so back and forth i can't make a choice and i am so glad i'm not a writer you know? <laughs> yeah right well, Kevin McGarry told me in our last interview that it's going to be a lot of red herrings. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Yes. So we'll so, be on our toes. It makes for amazing TV. I I am 90% Team Nathan. However, I am not closing the door to, Lucas. to the idea of Lucas. Ooh. I think... I know who it's going to be. I'm not going to share who okay. I think it's going to be. <laughs> but what I know about Hallmark, what I know about television formula mm-hmm. leads me to think that it is a person in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. But, yeah. Ooh, I, uh, we'll have to connect after that episode airs where we see Elizabeth mm-hmm. finally making her decision and we'll have to I've- conversation and see yes. <laughs> what predictions were right and where did we go wrong right. I'm, I'm with you I you know I there's there's certain things I really love about both gentlemen but mm-hmm. you mentioned those grand gestures 
I mean, the the date with the candles in the library. Um, that was pretty good. <laughs> especially for a writer, for a, a woman who loves books and is a writer. And mm-hmm. I mean, no more magical place than that. Um, so yeah, I think it's just going to come, it's going to come down to what fits my lifestyle. Where's yeah. my heart? Yeah. 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 I mean, in either way, I'm, as long as Elizabeth is happy, that's it. That's really what should matter. That's what we want. Know? That's what that's, ultimately that's what we want. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. We want, we want Elizabeth to be in a settled relationship where she is feeling mm-hmm. and experiencing love in mm-hmm. her life. Which and is yeah. Yeah. Which she completely deserves because yes, you know, a lot of people say, well, she has her son. Like the love between a mother and a son is very different. For sure. She, she needs a companion. She needs somebody and to, to fill that hole that has been left gaping by the loss of her husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she feels ready. Her heart is open to receive it. And so I believe that she should have it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm on board with it as long as she wants it. I think the show's done yeah. an amazing job mm-hmm. of showcasing that Elizabeth's chill on her own. Like exactly good on her own two feet. She loves her career. She is fulfilled in so many ways in her life. Um, and I think that that's a great message for women that you don't need a man to complete you. Mm-hmm. It should be the icing on the cake. It should be yeah. the compliment to your life. Exactly. So whichever suitor compliments Elizabeth's life is going to be a guy that I, and by the way, I cheer for both guys. We're go, like, once she makes her decision, <laughs> we move on. The, you know, the, the cast has confirmed no one's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We're still going to have both gentlemen in Hope Valley. I will cheer. Which we like very much. We did not want anybody to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, this is not The Bachelor. We're not sending someone (laughs) home, you know? This is is a community. Right, yeah. Lucas and Nathan are a a woven part of the tapestry that makes up Hope Valley. Yeah. I was like, Erin, please. I was like, please reassure us that the the guy who doesn't get picked is going to be okay. And she was like, don't worry. Nobody's going anywhere. Right. Very reassuring. Yeah. All right. So speaking of that season where things got confirmed, can you name off five things that you either think or hope will happen in season eight? Wow. Okay. So let's go with number one. Okay. Elizabeth is going to pick a suitor and we're going to see. How did you get that idea? (laughs) (laughs) That would be number one. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'd really love to see in this season? I've got my fingers crossed that Rosemary and Lee will become parents. Oh, please. Yep. Yep. We've been talking about that too. (laughs) Whether it means adopting or conceiving Mm -hmm. um, on their own. I just think that those two have so much love to give and any Mm. child would be so lucky to be a culter, to have those two as parents. Um, <laughs> yes. I think that they have shown their affection for baby Jack quite proudly over the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see them have a little bundle of joy on their own. Um, I would love to see, oh, I love Kayla Wallace. I think she's been an unbelievable addition playing Fiona on the show. She She's just such a great human being, um, Kayla in real life. And I love I love Fiona on the show. Another <laughs> amazing career woman. Yeah. I would love to see her coupled up with someone. I'd love to see her get a little 
uh, romantic action, especially, you know, Absolutely. we've got Faith Carson, we've got Rosemary and Lee, we've got obviously the love triangle and we've got, um, Clara Jesse and, and Clara. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's quite a few couples on the show. I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. if there's room for love in Fiona's life. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, oh, we talked about this. <laughs> Please. When calls the heart producers, if you're listening, we want a musical episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> manifested. We want Desperately. A episode. It is just unbelievable how gifted the, the cast is mm-hmm. as, as actors. They are music. equally talented. Yes. In, in music. Musically. Yeah. And they, you don't have to go too far on the set to find someone singing or, or uh, strumming a <laughs> guitar. They're, they're truly such gifted musicians. Let's translate that into, I think it'd be so fun to see some sort of like a town talent show. Um, oh yeah. That would be so fun. I would love Rosemary would get her moment to perform. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Kevin and Aaron, we know in real life that they've been working on some form of a duet. Mm-hmm. Can we perform that on When Calls the Heart? Is it an original song? I don't even care. Just, <laughs> I would love to see them on stage together singing. Mm-hmm. We know Paul it would a- be a great bonding moment for Elizabeth and Nathan. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. To play the triangle. Right. And it's something I... I, I could be wrong, but I don't believe Chris McNally is a musician. So I feel like, He's you not. know, Lucas has his really like strong moments with Elizabeth. It would be mm-hmm. a thing that Nathan and, and Elizabeth could share in common. Yeah. It would be like a hobby or an activity that they like mm-hmm. doing making music together. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just, I think that that would be so fun and to see everybody shine in a very different way. Um, you know, in, in television, it's always a treat on, on any show when they decide to give us a, a one-off musical moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that would be really, really yeah. fun when calls the heart. So yeah. I, I, was that five? Did I answer all of them? I think that was I, I four. Think? Was that? The, the love triangle, Rosemary becoming a mom, Fiona finding Fiona. love, a musical episode. Yeah, so number five. Shoot. Um... Maybe a really unexpected guest star. They've had some really good yeah. guest stars in the past. Absolutely. Um, but I, again, kind of like in the uh, vein of crossovers and mixing worlds. I love Chesapeake Shores. Maybe Jesse, um, my gosh, Jesse Metcalf could come over and and do a fun guest starring role, or you know, somebody completely different from the Hallmark universe. Um, oh. I love Jennifer Garner. I think she mm-hmm. would be unbelievable. Oh yeah. yeah. She'd be fantastic. Yeah. I feel like she has mm-hmm. those uh, really kind neighborly qualities about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, have her come on over to Hope Valley and get in the trenches with Liz <laughs> and baby Jack. Who knows? But yes. yeah, a fun guest star would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of fun guest star, because it's been mentioned twice now, we have to mention it a third time because three times a charm. Okay. The charm. But we mentioned Reba. Oh. Reba. She is a hardy, actually. She really she likes she, is. she loves yes. the show. Yeah. She is a hardy. And um she could play, I think Pascal said she could play her mom, Rosemary's mom. <laughs> and we did mention it to Brian Bird when we talked to him way back um in September. So in September, yeah. Listen, Three times a charm, knock on wood. I bow down. I bow to Reba. <laughs> she is an icon, a goddess, uh-huh. a legend. And the fact that she's a hardy, no one better to be on a show than someone who actually is a fan and follows it. And yeah, and right. 
I think Reba would be amazing as Rosemary's mom. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll have to send out a tweet and keep manifesting it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next time ET speaks with Reba, I'll put in a request. If it's not me speaking with Reba, I'll ask whoever's doing that, that interview. Yeah. To, uh, would you be willing to make an appearance on When Calls the Heart? <laughs> uh, yes, I would. <laughs> Reba, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. So we are so excited for season eight. It's airing next week. Deidre, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. We just love getting to know you, hearing your story and just, you know, chatting about when calls the heart, something we're all love passionate sharing about. these moments with oh, you. So you- fun. Casey and Cami, you, you two are so talented and I, I love your passion for not just when calls the heart, but life. I can tell you're both just so joyful and I can feel it even though we're not in person and I wish I could give you a hug. I can feel the warmth and the love through the, through the computer screen. And I hope we can tweet and talk all throughout season eight. Cause I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Your Twitter is going to be blowing up at midnight. <laughs> what, 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 what? I invited, I, I welcome it. And, and I, I am so grateful. And thank you for thinking of me. I am, I'm grateful to be a guest on your amazing podcast. Yes. And thank, oh, thank you. you for coming. Yes. And thank you all again. I just have to say thank you for bringing us so much fun interviews. I mean, especially during quarantine, that was one thing that really was such a delight. I mean, the whole air and baking at midnight thing, hilarious. The other (laughs) interviews you've, you did with all the cast, like what are they doing during quarantine or I got to give it up to them. I can't take credit for that. It's very sweet of you to to say that, but I, I don't take credit for any of that. It was just kind of a, you know, we know that this group of people brings so much light and levity into our lives. And we're going through a a global pandemic. How can we maybe, you know, ease someone's spirits today? And the cast, they just rose to the occasion immediately. I asked everybody, can you send me a little video of anything you're doing? Pascal was reading with her sons. Andrea Mm -hmm. Brooks was was baking cookies. Erin full blown did a demo at midnight in her kitchen as you you've yeah. seen. And then that's all hard work. Chris was I, mixing drinks. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> drinks. Uh I mean everybody was just kind of doing all the things that we were doing at home mm-hmm. and you know yeah. they're just such a relatable group of people um and for them to get out the camera equipment, get out the lights, you know, <laughs> whip up Erin made a full blown brownie dish in front of us. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> I'm I'm so grateful for their time and everybody, you know, delivered their, their footage really, really quickly. So we were able to post it online. And if it brought one person a smile or a little ounce of joy, uh, it would have been enough for me. But the fact that so many fans have watched those videos, uh, truly, it it really just makes me so divinely happy. Well, thank you again so much for coming and we cannot wait to reconnect with you through the season, after the season and just chat about when calls the heart in Hope Valley. Um, Love it. And where can people follow you if they're not already following you? Uh, All social media, mostly Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Deidre Behar. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Easy enough. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Appreciate you. you. And hearties, we will talk to you guys tomorrow with another special guest. So stay tuned and you'll find out who it is. 
Bye, y'all. See you then. Bye.